0: hi i'm tammy bragg and thank you for joining us on the profitable passions podcast you'll hear real stories from real women exploring their passions and turning them into profits they'll share how they got started what they do how they do it and who they work with and they'll share some great insights that you can use to get started in your own business that you'll love i know it's hard to figure out what you want to do and who you want to serve and as women it's hard to look at ourselves and say we're good at this or that and we totally undervalue our worth our skills and our talents and a lot of times we're just afraid to get started but we're our own worst enemies it's time to break those chains and get out there and just do it and if you need a boost of confidence a quick tip or amazing advice you've come to the right place now let's find out how we can help you create your profitable passions business Our special guest today is Vicki Santiago. She deals with money blocks, self-worth, confidence, and how to manage your mind for success. Vicki is a clinical hypnotherapist and business breakthrough coach she helps healers and coaches to own their worth and build a successful practice. She has been a featured speaker at HypnoBiz Australia and the Profitable Hypnosis Business Summit. And Vicki will teach you how to communicate your unique worth with a soul-led brand. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you, Timmy.
0: Great. And we've got a couple of things in common. We've been through a couple of programs together. And so I think it's great what you're doing with it. And you're going into some um, money block therapy and you do hypnotherapy. And it sounds like you've just got a really nice practice that you work with business owners. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got into that and what you do?
1: Sure. Absolutely. So my whole life, I always wanted to be a healer mm-hmm. and My background was actually in dancing and choreography, and so that's got a bit of a timeline on it. Most dancers Mm -hmm. retire at 29, and so I I told myself, right, I'll do the dancing thing first, and the healing thing can come afterwards. And then when the time came, so I finished dancing, I met my husband, I had my kids, and I was right, okay, it's time now to to do what I want to do and pursue this dream to be a healer. And then I started to look into what kind of healing modalities I could do. And actually, I got a bit stuck. I thought I would maybe become a naturopath. But when I looked into that, it wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. And my needs had changed, I guess. And so I actually drifted for quite a while, not being sure what kind of healing I wanted to do. And then one day I, I was listening to Jess Lively's podcast. And she was talking about this therapy she'd found called Rapid Transformational Therapy. And it just sounded amazing. And I fell in love with the idea. I'd never considered doing hypnotherapy or or anything, particularly with mindset. I always thought it would be quite practical healing that I was doing, hands on. But I just fell in love with the whole concept. And so I decided to train in rapid transformational therapy. And yeah, I just fell in love with the whole idea of understanding our minds and using our minds to get what we want and, and to heal ourselves from our past so that we can move forward with joy into our future. And so I went down this whole big rabbit hole, basically, of learning all about hypnotherapy. And from there, discovering that I also loved coaching. And so it's been quite a really uh, a fun journey of working out how to blend coaching and hypnotherapy together so that we're using our conscious mind and our subconscious mind and bringing in the soul aspect. I work with the super conscious mind as well. So it's kind of covering all bases there so that we can really get permanent
0: transformational change in people's lives. Wow, that sounds great. And Mm -hmm. you mostly work with business owners, uh, service business owners, right? Yes, that's right. So
1: I, you know, through the dancing and everything else that I've done, I've been self-employed pretty much my whole life. So the whole corporate thing wasn't really for me. I've definitely been a bit of a maverick going out on my own, and I have a real soft spot for other entrepreneurs. And I love talking about business. I love talking about money. So my recent journey has been about giving myself permission to build around a business around doing what I love to do and talking about the things I love to talk about.
0: <laughs> That's great. And it sounds like you started at a young age in, in business, So you, or at least helping other business owners. So you've got a lot of experience.
1: Yeah, I guess so. It's, it's very easy to take for granted what we know. And sometimes it can be quite helpful, actually. One of the exercises I love to do with my clients is to get them to write a love letter to themselves because we do take for granted everything that we know and all the things that we're good at and all of our good qualities. And we think, oh, everybody can do that and everybody knows that. And so in one of the love letters I wrote to myself, I suddenly realized, yeah, I've actually done quite a bit about business. And I even got my uh, diploma in small business management and, and in management through quite a fun system. It's called vet training, where you don't actually have to sit in and do all of the lectures. You use your experience that you've had to basically just go in and set exams without having to do all of the studying first and you just use your experience. And so that was, I guess, an eye-opening moment for me of, yeah, okay, I do actually know some stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. So tell me a little bit about like the, when a business owner comes to you for hypnotherapy, what is, what is the process like? Sure. So people come for all
1: sorts of things. And with hypnotherapy, I like to talk a little bit about the octopus in a way. So when people come with an issue, so I'll just use anxiety as an example, because it's quite an easy one. So they might come for nail biting. They might come for panic attacks. They might come for you know, hair pulling but all of those are just symptoms. They're like the legs on the octopus. And what I love about hypnotherapy is that we go into the belief structures that are behind those symptoms. So in a way, we're going straight for the head of the octopus. Because when you chop off a leg, like another one's just going to go back. (laughs) So you need to actually look at what's what's the head of the octopus? What is that underlying core issue that if you can deal with that, it's going to dissolve everything else? And so with anxiety, it's often feeling unloved or unsafe, for example. And with business, so they may come for procrastination, uh, fear of failure, I often get fear of success as well, like uh, I had a photographer, for example, who was doing really, really well, but she would literally get a panic attack when she saw that her calendar was more than three quarters full. (laughs) Oh, wow. So she was actually sabotaging getting fully booked. Mm-hmm. And um, so again, all of that is like, what is the head of the octopus? And it's usually, it's that self-belief, of course, it's self-worth and feeling good enough.
0: Yeah, that's, that's something that, a, well, a lot of women struggle with for sure, but I'm sure that a lot of men also struggle with that. So tell me, you, you are getting into the money blocks and, and more about the money coaching. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I am doing a lot of work with the sacred money archetypes now, and I just love them so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, A client said to me, knowing your archetypes is like having a best friend there, you know, someone who loves you unconditionally, but is also in a loving way willing to point out all your shadow sides. (laughs) (laughs) And so this this work, it really helps to shortcut that self-reflection. You know, Mm -hmm. you've got the information there to just really help you understand yourself and your unique combination of archetypes, which, I mean, they're ultimately just innate patterns that we see in ourselves and that Mm -hmm. are, you know, universal. No matter where you are, what culture you're in, these archetypes are there. So Mm -hmm. it's a case of understanding them so we can work with them and move beyond the shadow sides of them. So I'm really loving incorporating the archetypes into the work that I do. And specifically helping other healers with growing their practice. It's so interesting to see how particular archetypes are showing up in particular industries. I think that's really Mm -hmm. funny. And yeah, so with the main ones that I see in the healing industry, for example, is the nurturer. And the nurturer is all about the outward flow of energy, the loving, the caring, the giving, which at its extreme can become overgiving and undercharging. And we've got the alchemist who is all about having these massive ideas, just wonderful ideas, a visionary, but they have a love-hate relationship with money and the struggle for them is to actually allow themselves to monetize their ideas and earn from them. Mm-hmm. So those are two archetypes that I see a lot in the healing industry. And I also think it's quite interesting that, so, so we've got our three main archetypes, which we work with. But we've all, there's eight in total. And I've noticed that the celebrity is usually one of the last archetypes that healers mm. tend to have. And I think that's really interesting as well because the celebrity is about recognition. And so it's interesting that this one is often coming last for healers because they often struggle with allowing themselves to be visible.
0: That makes a lot of sense too because healers maybe probably tend to go towards the nurturing side and the other the celebrity is not quite quite that way they're a little bit more about it's not necessarily that they're about themselves but they're more flashy and they like to be seen more so that makes a lot of sense
1: yeah and it's useful to just mention that you know we've got eight money archetypes Mm -hmm. and the fact that there are there is a celebrity archetype means that there is actually a whole group of people Who think Mm -hmm. that way, and Mm -hmm. so healers often struggle to like they put themselves in the client's wallet, and Mm -hmm. that means that they make assumptions about what the client is willing or able to pay for the service. And I think it's definitely worth bringing up the celebrity archetype because the the celebrity wants the VIP experience, they want the highest quality, and they want the limited edition, and they're really happy to pay premium prices for it. Mm -hmm. And so we need to acknowledge as healers that there are clients out there who have the celebrity archetype. You know, it's not just one person, it's a whole archetype. So there's lots of people out there. <laughs> and we, we kind of have an obligation to offer them this
0: VIP experience and these premium prices, right? Oh, that makes a lot of sense too, yeah. Because I could see how teaching the healers about the different archetypes would help their business and like kind of get them to expand and think about outside of the box, like how they could work with those clients. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So tell me uh, a little bit more about, we were talking to, um, uh, before we started recording, we were talking about niches and you have a little bit different niche than other hypnotherapists in your area. And you want to talk about that a little bit? So yeah, I'm a huge proponent of choosing a niche and it is something
1: that a lot of my clients in the healing industry do struggle with. I believe that when you first begin healing and especially hypnotherapy, it is good to allow yourself six months or so to just try out all sorts of different issues because you're going to find something resonates with you, particularly that you'd love to work with or a particular type of client that you love to work with. So it's good to give ourselves a, a bit of a runway in order to discover that, of course. However, as I see niching, it's not necessarily about limiting yourself and just choosing one specific thing, and there's a a limiting belief about that, that people think, oh, that means I'm never going to see any other type of client or deal with any other type of issue, I'm only gonna look at one thing. And that's not the case because you still get contacted for all sorts of different things. I mean, I specialize in business issues, and yet last week I had uh, nail biting, I had fear of flying, I've had procrastination, Mm -hmm. um, I've had anxiety, so all sorts of different things still come over your threshold anyway. Mm -hmm. So for me, I see niching as really being about having one specific person that you have in mind when you're creating any content. And it's so valuable, because you know if you if you don't have a target, you don't have anything to aim for, so you can't hit it. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. so when you when you know who you're writing to, then you can really get in deep into what are they struggling with. You can know that you have put the effort in to create the best possible solution for that person. You're not reinventing the wheel all of the time. And again, I love to encourage people to actually have one-on-one conversations with their target customer, really get to know them and ask them in their words, what are they struggling with? What are they looking for? What is it that they want? Are they willing to pay? And you know, whereabouts would they look for a solution? And that's such valuable information. But if you don't have a specific niche area that you're looking for people to talk with, mm-hmm. then- you're just going to end up in a big confused mess.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, and it's so hard sometimes for like, when you're starting out, you're, you're just kind of like, well, I don't know. I don't know what to niche down to. I don't know what, like I, who my target market is. It is really hard. And you know, you just have to kind of do that soul searching, but you have to kind of look around and talk to people, talk to the, you know, you can find out who you want to serve by talking to people and just, you know, get to know them and get to know the different industries. And it sounds like in your industry, there's a, there's some main, main, uh, mainstream niches out there, but then you've been able to, to, you know, kind of narrow that down and have a pretty good ideal client that you work with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's, Definitely power in becoming the first in your category. So it's not necessarily about beating the crowd of everybody who's doing that one particular thing. So even if you do want to focus on anxiety, I mean, there's so many hypnotherapists who specialize in anxiety. So can you specialize even more by focusing on anxiety for a particular group of people? And then you become first in a new category. And there's so much value in that because otherwise, yeah, we need to to put ourselves out there, set ourselves apart from everybody else. And we do that by really connecting with that, that target customer Mm -hmm. and in hypnosis we know that people's words are so powerful Mm -hmm. and one of the tools that we use is to actually record you know we'll we'll make little notes of words people use for example with what they want so we'll we'll have the magic wand question as part Mm -hmm. of our intake process where we say if i had a magic wand and i bing magically make this whole issue disappear everything's resolved how would you know what would be different what would life be like Mm-hmm. and then of course you make a note of the actual words that people say because that's the words that their conscious mind is going to resonate with we have our conscious mind you know we have a critical faculty that operates like a filter mm-hmm. and it lets through the information that matches what we already have programmed in and so by using our the the client's words it's passing through that filter whereas if we summarize what they say and put it in our words it doesn't match the priorities of that filter. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah, it totally does. That I could see how that would work in marketing, like marketing copy as well. If you are using their words back to them, it's gonna hit them. They're gonna understand it because that's their words, <laughs> it's great. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> so powerful. And, and so many times I get people reaching out to me mm-hmm. and they're, they're literally saying like, I have to work with you because you understand me. That's powerful. And. and That's kind of funny because, you know, for a while in my practice, I focused on sort of more of a regular style practice where I did a lot of work with alcoholism. Mm -hmm. And so it's quite funny that people would come to me and say that, "Of you understand me, because actually I don't drink.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) But then you, then you transferred into the business world, which you've been doing most of your life. And then now you really do understand them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I tell you what—that's one of the
1: things I love about entrepreneurship—is it brings up all of your baggage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And so I tell you what—all
1: of these limiting beliefs, all of these problems around building a business—like I do get it because I've think I've had every single every single one of these problems.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's better for you to understand your clients and to help them get over theirs too. Yeah, exactly. Well, tell me, now, do you, do you work with international clients or do you work just locally? How, how does that work? Yeah, sure.
1: So the work that I do, I mean, the coaching, of course, but the hypnotherapy as well, it works really well online as well as in person. Yeah, I mean, when you think of hypnotherapy, In a way, it's a bit like a guided meditation in that you've got your eyes closed and you're listening to the sound of the hypnotherapist's voice and you're following their instructions. Mm. So from that point of view, it's nice to be there in the room, but it actually doesn't make any difference from an
0: effectiveness point of view. So I guess it sounds like then COVID and being on lockdown and all that, that we're all experiencing right now in one form or another, Mm -hmm. um, it's not affected your business as much or you've been able to transfer online? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first I
1: have done, you know, quite a bit of in-person hypnotherapy training, but the very first training that I did was all online. So there was never a block that I had about working online because I did it right from the very beginning. And I really have seen it. It makes no difference from an effectiveness point of view. So oh, yeah. yeah, I, I love oh, yeah. To, to combine the hypnotherapy and the coaching together because I think we do need to, to look at both parts of the mind because mm-hmm. there are times we have to make conscious choices and the conscious mind is the logical, judgy part of our mind and so it always wants to know what's going on. <laughs> so you know when we've got our coaching exercises and our coaching tools to help us with moving forward and the hypnotherapy to heal the past then
0: it's a really great match that's great so then where can our listeners since since you work with clients internationally and online where can our listeners find you and find your programs
1: yeah absolutely so you can go to vickysantiago.com and that's the main site that I have for my hypnotherapy and my coaching. I've got another coaching website, but you can find the link from VickySantiago.com. Got everything all on there. Great. And are you on social media as well? Yes, that's right. I'm particularly focusing on Instagram at the moment because it mm-hmm. is a really fun place to talk about the uh, sacred money archetypes in particular. So that's Vicky E. Santiago.
0: And then you you might be having a new program coming out soon. Yes, that's right. Yes, I'm going to be
1: releasing very shortly a uh, workshop, which is all about helping service
0: providers to love their pricing. That's great. That's a definite win (laughs) because a lot of people need help with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I mean the promise of this of this workshop. It is fully embodying your pricing, so that you really mm-hmm. understand the full worth of the transformation that you're offering people, so that you can you can talk about it and sell it with confidence. It's not necessarily about putting your prices up. All I've got to say so far, everybody that's gone through it has put their prices up. So <laughs> <'Cause> suddenly <laughs> they realize the worth of what they have to offer, and they're like well, that's a silly price that I
0: was charging before. Like, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, especially women, you know, we have this block about we're not worth very much or that nobody's going to pay for my services because I don't value my service. Like, I wouldn't pay myself for those services. But somebody else mm-hmm. paying for your services, they, they see you a totally different way. And they're like, oh, this is such a valuable thing. I can't believe she's charging so low for this. This is great. That's when you need to raise your prices. And, you know, and, but if you have a block for doing that and you're not able to do that because you don't give yourself permission, it's, it's really hard. It, it's yeah. really hard to get, get your prices up and to feel like, feel authentic in what you're doing. So I'm so happy that you're doing that and teaching women that. It, well, everyone that actually, but I mean, it's just great what you're doing. Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I, I was working with a, a cake decorator. Yesterday. And it's just little things, you know, where we come in and sabotage ourselves, you know, she's now, she I'm working with her particularly around just looking at the costings of her ingredients, because especially with COVID, everything has gone up. Mm-hmm. And she's also moving into using better quality ingredients. And yet she had resistance around working out her new ingredients costs so that it would, you know, she could charge accordingly. But I just, as I said to her, you know, do you want to be the bug and basement, you know, no-name brand cake baker, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or are people actually coming to you because it's a special occasion and they want a high-quality product? I mean, you look at her work and it's beautiful,
0: so the prices should reflect that, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to be able charging such a low price for something so beautiful so yeah I can I can understand that that you you got to get her past that so she can like, afford to stay in business one but also so that she can get paid for what she's worth and have good quality clients because they're yeah you know you get the wrong quality clients if you're not charging the right price definitely
1: Definitely and you know price is just one of those ways that we can qualify our perfect clients you know people who are going to pay on time and show up on time and
0: actually do the work. Oh, that's that's really powerful to know. Well Vicki, thank you so much for being on the show today. And can you tell us one more time where they can where our listeners can find you? Sure it's Viysantigo.com. Okay, great, and we'll have um, all of Vicki's information down in the show notes, so you can go there and, and click on her links and get into her programs. Thank you so much, Vicki, for being uh, with us today and for talking to us, and you stay safe in New Zealand, okay? Thank you, and thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some great insights in this episode. You'll find our guest's information links and bio in the show notes, and on our website, profitablepassions.com. I'm Tammy Bragg, and I hope you'll listen to future episodes as we have more great stories from incredible women who wanna share their journeys with you. So we can attract more awesome guests. We would appreciate it if you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and tell your friends about it. Thanks again for listening to the Profitable Passions podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode.